All right, well, I've got good news to share with you. I am so thrilled to, to share a story this morning about the depth of God's love that God has for us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we're going to look at the life of Peter, Simon Peter the Apostle. So I want to give you kind of some background, what happened before uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And then we'll go moving forward into looking at Peter's life, because I have found that Peter's life is a lot like our lives. So, some background. If we think on that Thursday night, just before the Passover feast, or what we would call the Last Supper, Jesus uh, showed his disciples what Scripture says, the full measure of his love. When he took off his outer garment, he bent down as a servant and washed his disciples' feet. Now, Peter said to Jesus, hey, wait a minute, you, I don't deserve this, you, you shouldn't wash my feet. And Jesus said to Peter, but if I don't wash your feet, you will have no part of me. In response, Peter said, well, then don't just wash my feet, wash my hands, wash my head, wash all of me. In other words, Peter said, I am all in. And then... Uh, quickly after that, Jesus told his disciples, it's time that God, my Father, is glorified through me. He was telling them that it's time to go to the cross. He didn't say it in so many words, but he said, it's time for me to go. And Peter said, so where are you going? And Jesus said, well, I'm going to do my Father's business. Um, He said, you can't go where I'm going but I leave you a new command. And you remember what he said? Jesus said, as I have loved you, so love one another. And Peter again said, I love you all. I love you, Jesus. I am all in. I love you more than these guys. I'm just saying. That's what Peter said. I love you more than these. And then he had some instructions, of course. Jesus was going to show him what he needed to do. And then we go to Jerusalem, right before Jesus went to the cross, and you remember what happened. Three times Peter was asked, hey, aren't you a follower of this guy? Don't you know Jesus, the Christ? And he said, no, I don't know him. I don't have anything to do with him. I'm not a part of that man's life. Three times he denied knowing Jesus. He denied associating with him in any way. So much for Peter's being all in. So let's fast forward then a week after the resurrection, and Jesus is starting to make his appearances to the disciples. And the third time he made an appearance, it was at the Sea of Tiberias, which is another name for the Sea of Galilee. And Simon, who was a fisherman, Simon Peter, took some of the guys out and went fishing. They fished all night, didn't catch a thing. Jesus called to them from the shore and said, hey, put your nets on the right side of the boat. And when they did that, scripture says 153 fish. The nets were overflowing. But they didn't recognize him until he started talking. Jesus called, said, come on in, bring the fish. He cooked breakfast for them. He sat, and again, while they were eating, while they were having fellowship, he was revealing himself to them. And this is where we're going to pick up this morning. 
just after breakfast. So turn in your Bibles or on your phones, please, to John 21. John 21, we're going to read starting with the 15th verse. John 21, 15 through 17. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him for the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, of course, we know that Jesus knew everything about Peter. He knew his heart. He knew that he loved him. But Jesus wanted to make sure that Peter understood some things about him. So this is what I believe happened. First of all, by his asking Peter three times, do you love me? He was making sure that Peter understood that he was recognized. He was recognized as a beloved child, a beloved beloved disciple with great potential. Despite his denying Jesus three times, Jesus still recognized his value. He recognized his worth, his potential. He saw Peter and he knew his heart. You know what it's like when somebody knows you? You don't have to explain your actions. You don't have to explain your motives or behaviors. Those people who see you for who you are and who know you and know your heart. That's what Jesus was telling Peter. I recognize you. I see you. You are my beloved. He loved Peter and he was calling him to action. Secondly, Peter was reconciled. Jesus didn't tell him, hey, because you messed up, you denied me three times. Because of what you did, you're no longer a part of me. No, instead, he said, I want to restore my relationship with you. That's what he was saying. I want to restore my relationship with you. And because you and I are good, I'm calling you to action. And thirdly, Peter was redeemed. What is the definition of redemption? It means that something new is happening, something better is happening because a price was paid. To make something better by an exchange or by buying back. And Jesus, through his actions and his calling Peter to action, was saying, I forgive you and and I want to make you and your life better. Let's move forward. Let's I'm going to call you into action. Peter was forgiven despite his human failures, despite his stumbling, despite his failing. He was made better through his relationship with Jesus Christ. And again, he was called into action. 
And finally, I want us to to fully claim that Peter was reinstated as a disciple. He had not lost his status. He had not lost what God was calling him to. He had not lost his life purpose because he messed up. Instead, Jesus was affirming Peter's value. He was affirming his worth. He was literally erasing his mistakes through the blood that he had shed. He was erasing the ways in which Peter had failed him miserably. And again, he was calling Peter to action. I believe that Jesus was affirming the profound ministry and the testimony that Peter had. Earlier, it says in the book of John that Peter is another name for the rock. And he told Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. He was saying, you're going to have this this powerful purpose. And you have work to do for my kingdom. He was telling Peter, my will for you is great. He was telling him, I have complete and total confidence in you. No matter what you've done or not done. Even publicly denying me over and over cannot keep me from loving you. It cannot keep me from calling you into action, saying, go and be my disciple and make disciples. Tell others about me. Tell others your story. Tell them what I am doing in your life. Can't you hear how Peter's story is our story? How so often we say, yes, Jesus, I'm all in. I'm going to be your faithful follower. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to to make things better in this kingdom on earth. I know most of us have said, well, don't just wash my feet, Jesus. Wash all of me. I'm truly all in. But then, just like Peter, we deny him. Over and over. We turn. We go our own way. We choose to to do our own thing. We back down from living the life that we are called to live. And we mess up. We fall. We stumble. We fail. We mess up. And we deny Jesus. That's, That's the reality of our human condition. But the good news is this, Jesus is telling you, Jesus is telling me just like he told Peter, I see you, I know you, I recognize you, I recognize your heart, and I want your heart to be so connected to mine, I want your desires to be my desires. I see you, I know you, I consider you my beloved. He says, I want to reconcile our relationship. Sure, you've messed up a lot this week. I saw every time you strayed from me. I am very well aware Jesus is telling us of of what I wanted you to do that you didn't do or the things that you did that I didn't want you to do. Jesus said, I know everything about you. He's telling us today, but let's make it right. Don't stay jumping in your puddle of just messing up. Let's do something about it. We are redeemed. We are reconciled. Jesus wants to make something better of our lives. But I believe that some of us, 
choose to what I call jump in the puddle and just say, well, you know, I messed up yet again. And our focus is on the shame and the guilt or we jump in the puddle of fear and doubt and we stay there instead of claiming the life of abundance that Jesus wants for us. Jesus recognizes us. He reconciles us, continues to reconcile us to him. He wants us to live that forgiven, redeemed life. And he wants us to be reinstated. All we have to do is say, I realize that I messed up. Would you forgive me? Cleanse me from all unrighteousness and help me to move forward. Let's live a life. Let's be called into action. Let's answer the call to action. I don't know about you, but I've felt pretty complacent lately. I've felt kind of just dry. And Jesus said, I'm the living water. You need to hunger and thirst for me. I will give you what you need. There's so much to be done, and you can do that with joyful obedience. It doesn't have to be drudgery to be a follower of Jesus Christ. This past week, I was in Nebraska at the Academy for Spiritual Formation. It was a wonderful week of of renewal. Worship several times a day, a couple hours of silence, which for me is just a gift. Uh, hard academic work, but also some hard spiritual work as, as I uh, was convicted to do some, some deep uh, work with Jesus. One of our faculty members was a, uh, Ray Buckley is his name, a, a well-known United Methodist layperson. He's of the Lakota tribe. He's a Native American Christian, one of the most spirit-filled, genuine, compassionate persons I have ever met. It was one of those things where I just wanted to sit at his feet because I could see Jesus in him. He said something so profound that I think um, you need to hear it because it fits in so powerfully. He said, anyone can give their best to God. You and I must give our worst to him. Hmm. Our worst. So that would be our doubts, our fears, our shame, our guilt, our weaknesses, all of those attempts and the failed attempts of living a life that reflects Jesus and his gospel, the ways we've hurt others, the way we've treated them as less than, all of our sins, whether we say those, those things that we have done or not done. Give your worst to God. And then Ray said this, God takes our worst and make something new, something beautiful, something sacred out of it. When we give him our worst in addition to our best, it keeps us close to God. Peter the Rock was an incredible, uh, incredible witness for Jesus Christ. The church as we know it today was built on his foundation of testifying, of living a life. And I believe that Peter not only gave his best, but he gave his worst to Jesus. And that's when the transformation came. That's when the new life came. 
I've been convicted of my worst this week. And as I prepared, I just flat out laid before God all of that stuff. And I feel that God is calling all of us to do the same. It's easy to give our best. It's easy to give our strengths. It's easy to give those things that are easy for us. But those things that we're not proud of, the ways in which we've messed up, the ways in which we are weak, the things that make us fall, the things that distract us or tempt us to go astray and take a detour off of the path that God has for us, those are the things that God is calling us to give today. And I firmly believe when we acknowledge that stuff, when we give it to God, when we give our worst and say, here, I'm not proud of it, I don't want it, You take it. You make something good out of it. Change my heart, O God. Make it new. Let me live a life that is a testament, that is a witness to you. That's when things are going to happen. Not when we try to act on the outside like we've got it all together, that we've got it all in control, and that we are super Christian, because that's just not reality. Jesus calls us to action. I believe this morning Jesus is calling us to give him our worst so that he might transform it into our best. There's a song that has spoken to me recently. It's called Sons and Daughters. Listen to the lyrics. Before he spoke... The God of heaven knew our names. Formed in his reflection, we are his glory on display. And his heart is good. He is always kind. With a cross, he proved he is on my side. We are the sons. We are the daughters of God. No matter where we go, we're close to the Father's heart. And though we stumble, he will not let us fall. We're the Lord's. He will never forsake his own. He's lavished his love on us, called us children of the king, and in his loving kindness, he chose the lowly and the weak. His heart is good. It's always kind. With a cross, he proved he's on our side. When lies speak louder than the truth, remind me I belong to you. When I can't see past the dark of night, remind me you're always by my side. We are the sons and the daughters of God. No matter where we go, we are close to the Father's heart. Even when we stumble, he will not let us fall. Let's claim our life as sons and daughters of God. Let's live a life in such a way that he takes all of the stuff and makes a life of transformation so that we can continue to answer that call to action. Let's be the disciples that we're being called, called to action. I simply say, let's get busy. Let's pray.
You are such a loving, compassionate, extravagant father. And God, we, we acknowledge this morning that you want what's best for us. So we pray that you would, first of all, bring to our mind and our hearts the things that we need to lay down before you. Help us to give us, give you the worst of us so that you might do a good work within us, transform us, redeem us, renew us, refill us, we pray. We want to be your hands and feet. We want to answer your call to action. Let it be so. In the mighty name of Jesus.